Hello, Phantom fans, and welcome to the Dump and Shays podcast main camp recap recap part five. How many more of these do we have to do? Good Lord. Oh, man. Every- We're just over halfway <laughs> done here, man. Every- everybody is listening. Let's pull it together. Everybody is listening to these, and it's a, it's a separate thing for each episode. We in-, in full disclosure, we are literally recording these one after another, and then I'm going to split them up into their respective interviews. But, oh, this is uh, only five. We still got three more to go. Uh- <laughs> I think we needed a- more of a rest between uh, the camp and... And, and doing this. But, oh, Lord. Uh, such is life. You know, everybody else had to power on to their next thing. So we're going to power on as well. This doesn't mean it's going to be any good, but we're going to power on. So again, this is part five. In this one, we will be talking to the Phantoms assistant general managers, Jeff Cox, Tim Parkos, and Robbie Murden. Of course, uh, something that uh, is still in the works, uh, something we still will be doing is our... Uh, I. I, I don't even know if you can call it a draft recap episode at this point, but uh, uh, definitely going to be talking about uh, the newcomers coming to the Phantoms, uh, some of the draft picks, you know, some of the offseason moves and stuff like that with uh, Jason Deskins and Ryan Kosecki. Uh Hopefully Ryan Ward, we're trying to work that in, uh, get him in on it as well. You know, just a matter of trying to schedule those three at the same time is going to be a bit of a trick, but we're going to pull it off. Yeah, we, the attempt was we were going to do that at main camp. Uh, some ice issues on uh, Saturday morning kind of delayed everything. Uh, and the nice big window that we had in the afternoon to do that uh, shrunk considerably, along with Jason Deskins being attacked by every allergen that the uh, outer Appalachians have to offer. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, they were obviously, you know, a little wore out from this. This, this, yeah. was, this was a tired group of men. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, best laid plans of mice and men. And I guess in that scheme, we're the mice. Yeah. So uh, the goal is hopefully uh, by around mid-July, we'll be doing that. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, talking with uh, Jason Deskins, Ryan Kosecki, um, you know, they you know, they really wanted these guys to come on the show. We obviously really wanted these guys to come on the show. So we were really happy to get them on. So without any further ado, here is our interview with Phantom's assistant general managers, Jeff Cox, Tim Parkos and Robbie Merton. All right, and we're now back in the room. We've got a full house once again. We are joined by Phantoms Assistant General Manager Jeff Cox, Phantoms Assistant General Manager and Director of Scouting Tim Parkos, and Assistant uh, <clears throat> Assistant General Manager Robbie Merton. It is like not even nine o'clock in the morning yet, so bear with us here. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. Just a general, how you feeling about this week? It's been great. It's been a great week. A lot of good players. Uh, really excited for the uh, All Star Game today with uh, the talent we have that we've amassed over the last couple drafts. It's really it's going to be a great, um, great game, and it's just a testament to I think how hard we all work as a staff. All right, uh, Tim. Does it feel like there's any added pressure reloading the team from you know obviously coming off a of Clark Cup championship and kind of reloading this roster you know from what you guys had this past season? No, I mean. I think obviously that's you know you know that's going to be the first thing people talk about is is uh, can you do it again? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this you know this roster is uh, you know being built with a ton of talent coming back. And I, I think as as Jeff said um, with the last couple of drafts, you know all the talent we've had, I think uh, I think we're ready to go. I think this group's good. I think this group's going to do very very well. 
Robbie, coming into this camp, I would imagine in a way you guys kind of know what you're getting out of who's coming in here. I mean, I mean, you don't have to go into like specific players, but has there been any guys that's kind of surprised you uh, this camp? Yeah. Yeah. Like Jeff talked about, I think the depth of talent over the last couple of, of drafts is really shown through here this week so far. And on top of that, again, our staff works really hard. So we have free agent players here who are in the mix to try and make a team. Um, again, I think the level of depth is, is awesome here at this camp. So there's been a lot of guys who have impressed, some guys who have surprised us, um, and it's been great. Um, so we'll go back in time a little bit here. Talking about last season, I mean, obviously, I mean, you guys know as well as anybody, all the work that goes into it, you know, building last season's roster game three. And this is, you know, pretty much what we've asked everybody. And Jeff, we'll start with you, you know, game three, that clock ticks down to zero. You know, what's going through your head? Just really happy for players, the coaches, um, the entire staff. And it was a, it was a great feeling to be in uh, the Cavelli Center that night. Obviously, we've all been there when the uh, crowds weren't as great. And um, just the turnaround that. Jason Deskins and Ryan Kosecki have led over the last couple of years from, you know, we took a big step last year, took a big step, this even bigger step this year. And um, just, I think it's even more rewarding when, when you factor in the fact that it was such a dramatic climb from where we were two seasons ago to winning a Clark cup a month ago or so. All right, Tim, what was going through your head? I'll be honest. It was, it was nerve wracking. I mean, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people in our organization that were just just that last two minutes felt like a year. Yeah. But as it was going down, it's just the excitement. You know, I'm pretty sure I hit Jeff three or four times in the arm uh, when we were standing there watching. Um, <laughs> and then to see Bischoff, you know, you know, block a shot and get a clear and the clock go to zero was pretty exciting to watch all those kids have a, a phenomenal moment that I'm sure they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Robbie, what about you? I mean, the other two guys just said it. Um, but really, as the game was dwindling down at the end, you I'm a high-strung person to watch games with, hey, Timmy. <laughs> um, but as it was coming down, just really, really trying to be present and be happy for all the players, like the guys who have been here and really driven a complete turnaround of this organization. And like Jeff alluded to, like you're just happy for Desi, you're happy for Kaseki, you're happy for the coaches, and you're happy for the players, what they're able to accomplish. And it was really, really cool just to be in the building and be a part of this thing. Now, Jeff, you weren't sitting in between these two guys because I'm, I'm starting to fear for your health <laughs> in high-stress in high situations. You weren't sitting between them, no, were you? No, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so kind of going back to camp here. Yeah, I mean, how? What's the confidence level right now? I mean, obviously, I mean, you, I mean, you guys are still going to be busy during this off season, but just kind of like as far as the Phantoms roster, there's not going to be a ton going on between now and training camps. So, I mean, at this point right now, like, what's you know, Tim, we'll start with you. Like, what's your confidence level right now with what this roster is shaping up to be going into the rest of the summer? I think confidence is high. Um, I, again, I think we have a lot of guys coming back that now have that championship pedigree. Um, I think Ryan and, and Jason do a phenomenal job of, of trying to find those pieces that we can get, you know, via trade or via, you know, via ad, um, you know, and come in and kind of fit that role that this team needs. Um, I, I, you know, I think, you know, as you said, I think our job here is, is to go out and try to, you know, weed out that talent and just build a list, you know, that 
that you know that Jeff and, and Robbie and Jason and, and Ryan and and then the coaching staff can look at and and try to find if they can add anybody that's going to be a huge help for us. But uh, to answer your question, I think this you know, this group's confidence is, is is very high. I think expectations are high. Um, Jeff, like Tim mentioned, you know, a lot of players coming back with that championship pedigree. Is there something to be said? Maybe more, maybe a little more of a trend in this league of teams going younger. That not that you have not only do you have this many players coming back, but they're coming back with championship experience. Yeah, I really think that the games played is such a important factor more than more than age. And what I mean by that is the 18 year old kid that's already played you know two years in the league is going to be maybe significantly more experienced and potentially should be even better than a 19 year old that's coming in from prep school or 18U or a lower level junior league. So I, I think the experience that some of our returners had down the stretch, um, I think Tory Pittner is a great example. He was probably brought in a little bit earlier than maybe we were expecting. He started the season at South Kent. He, when he got here, um, he took advantage of all of his opportunities. And I think because he got his feet wet, because he kind of learned the ropes of the USHL, he's going to be an even better player this upcoming year than he would have been if he had just come from South Ken. And that's not a knock on South Ken. It's just a, the the level of play in the USHL is so high. And the fact that he's kind of used to the grind and used to that level of play will help us. And I think it's a it's a it's something that we put a premium on as a staff is having, you know, getting guys in junior hockey and um, having guys that want to be here. And um, I think I think our returners are, um, are going to be our leaders. And it's, uh, to me, just exciting to kind of know that some of those kids are going to take a big step this upcoming year. As far as uh, some of the new guys coming in, Robbie, we'll start with you right away. And, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the Phantoms not having any picks in the first two rounds, uh, taking uh, two tenders this offseason, the first time in a little while that the Phantoms have uh, taken tenders in the offseason. Starting out, uh, Sasha Bumidian, uh I mean, what can you tell Youngstown fans about this kid coming in? I mean, Sasha's a world-class defenseman. Um, he plays the game the modern style. He He's super skilled, obviously, and super smart, um, but he defends hard. I think Sasha is a kid. His level of confidence, he's going to come up a lot since he's tendered and be around the team, be around the players. Uh, there's a feeling with Sasha around camp right now, it's like he's been here for two years already, even though he's a 16-year-old kid. Um, his level of comfortability is high. Obviously, like any 16-year-old, um, there's learning curves coming into the league, but with his, his raw natural ability and who Sasha is as a person, we expect him to come in and be really good is a 16-year-old right away. Yeah, we're we're very happy and excited to see what he can become over the next couple of years and moving forward in his career. Um, Tim, uh, Zachary Moran. Now, this is somebody who, you know, had, I guess, had put out there he was looking to go the college route, even though he was projected as a top three pick in the Quebec Major Junior draft, which I think he still ended up going 19th in the first mm -hmm. round. You know, coming to Youngstown, uh, spent time with Little Caesars. Obviously, there's a connection there with uh, Jason Deskins. I mean, th th this is a kid that, I mean, there's a lot of noise being made around him, and he's here in Youngstown. Yeah, I mean, he he has the opportunity to be a special player. I mean, for being his age and his size, I think he's shown this week that he doesn't lack confidence. I mean, he's coming off of uh, two freak broken wrists at the Nationals, where he went in hands first in the boards, taking a check, and, and broke both his wrists. 
Um, so he's back. <clears throat> but, uh, no, he has the ability um, to change the game. Uh, his skill set, his size, his physicality. Um, you know, the, you know the one thing I've seen out here, you know, so far is he doesn't lack confidence to get in there and grind against older guys. Um, you know, he he's just he has that attitude and that nastiness to his game. Or you know, he's he has the ability to make an unreal play with his with with his his feet and his his stick. Um, but he also has the ability to finish a check and block a shot. Um, so he he definitely has the ability to be a special player. Um, I think he has the pedigree to do it, and I, I think he has the will and the want to do it. Um, I think that that uh, you know that's going to be a special thing for us. All right, uh, Jeff, going into phase two, you know we saw this last year. Uh, the Phantoms had you know traded up in the first round, I believe, with Sioux Falls to get into that uh, two spot. Uh, this year, you guys trade up with Madison, send a pretty good haul over that way uh, to pick up Charlie Serrato, and it's to my I mean to my memory in recent history, I don't remember, I can't remember Youngstown drafting an NTDP kid. Um, what was it about Charlie that, you know, made you guys want to, you know, send the, you know, send what you sent to uh, Madison to get that pick and to pick up Charlie Serrato? You know, obviously we wish we didn't have to part ways with some of those players yeah. we sent sent to uh, Madison, but Serrato's a player that I've seen for a long time. Jason Deskins obviously has a relationship going back to when he coached him at 15U, um, but Serrato, we've always put a premium on centers and to me to solidify your top six center position with someone of Charlie's stature. It's just, it, it was too much to pass up. And uh, Serato's a great skater. He competes really hard. And the, the numbers he put up at the national team, you know, people might knock that and he, he had his ups and downs there. But I, th I think it's important to remember he was, he was playing with the 12 best or, you know, 12 of the best, not 12, the best per se, but mm -hmm. you know, a lot of really good players. So it's not, not like he, if he was given a better opportunity with the program, he would have put up even better numbers. And I think we're going to have a player that's hungry to prove that he's deserving of more of an opportunity than he got at the program. All right, uh, Tim, we'll go back to you. I mean, and it's no hidden secret at all. You know, as much work as you guys do with the Phantoms, you're also doing with uh, the Maryland Black Bears. Um, so this is somebody I'm guessing you all are extremely familiar with, but Hunter Ramos uh, going in uh, the third round of phase two. Uh, what can you tell us about Hunter? Yeah, I mean, he had a big year. I mean, I mean, he put up goals down there that I think um, I think surprised a lot of people for his age, but great skater, can make plays with the puck, makes other people better. You know, just a fun kid to watch. You know, so to get him in, you know, camp right now, to give him a chance to look at it has been exciting. Uh, I think he has the ability to, you know, change the game, in, you know, in his way, right? Um, you know, each player has their way to change it, and I think he's going to have to use his speed but he, he is exciting to watch when he has the puck, for sure. Okay, and uh, Robbie, a name that sounds uh, familiar to Phantoms fans, Adam Patilla. Uh, the scouting report we got on him, and this comes from Chase Patilla, was that he's better than me, more points, more penalty minutes. Is that is that accurate? Or <laughs> So it's, it's funny. Ahead of the draft, um, got the opportunity to sit down and talk to Chase and asking about Adam. Obviously, we do our homework and... We're watching all the leagues and asking Chase about Adam, like, hey, I know you guys have a huge family there. Like, what's the story <laughs> on Adam? And one of the first things that stood out, Chase said to me, he's like, yeah, like in, you know, in the summers, every morning we get up at 5 a.m. He works out with me and then and then we go work, I think, on the farm like the whole day. The Patilla kids are just built different mm -hmm. as people. Um, they're kind of throwbacks. 
and obviously you guys got to spend time with Chase. So to add someone with that same makeup as a person, first and foremost, is huge for your organization. Like you win with kids like that who work and grind every day um, and have no entitlement. Now as a hockey player, like Adam is very, very good. He makes plays. He's competitive. He has a pedigree and a toughness element where at camp it's been interesting. A lot of guys have not been going or engaging in as many battles with him because he's built himself <laughs> quite the reputation. Uh, so he, he certainly has that element of toughness, but by no means is Adam a player that we think is just going to come in and be a meathead and protect guys. He's a good, good hockey player. He makes a lot of plays. And I think, again, having a person of his makeup in the locker room, like you win with kids like that. All right, so I'm going to put you all on the spot here. We'll go down the line. Um, beyond who we've talked about already, and Jeff, we'll start with you. Who is somebody that's uh, you know going to be on this year's team? Who's somebody that fans should be looking out for? I think uh, Ryan Rasimski, to me, is the guy. He's a late 06. We drafted him in phase one a year ago, and he's a player that, to me, is just going to keep getting better and better and better. He's nowhere close to his ceiling. You know, he has a great pedigree. His dad was a good player in college and pro. He competes. He has good hands. I think his 200-foot ability, he can play center, he can play wing. Just he's been awesome at this camp. And I've always liked him, but he's really shown he's been one of the best players here, flat out. There, there's no um, there's no way to deny it. And he's, he's almost an 07. And um, I think Phantom fans are, he's going to be a fan favorite because he's going to be one of those players that, competes in all three zones, scores, and uh, just gives a 100% effort every shift. And to me, when you when you go to a game as a fan, as a scout, as you, you, you love those kids that leave everything on the table, and, and that's been him. He's played this week like he's wanted to be on this team. All right, Tim, who do you got? I'm going to go with probably the smallest guy in camp. I'm going to go with Nathan Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, what he lacks in size, um, obviously I'm kidding, the kid's 6'6 six, six or 6'5 six, or whatever he is. You know, when we got him in, in a trade here, you know, I watched him a little bit, you know, beforehand. And um, to see him live um, in his size and just the way he plays, I think it's going to be fun to watch him. Obviously losing, you know, Chancer, you know, with that size and the physicality, you know, to bring him in. You know, not that he's got to do what, you know, what Chancer did. I think that's that's hard to replicate because he was such a good leader. But watching him this week, it's, it's been fun to watch because I think he plays the game with a lot of fun, a lot of passion. He's out there yapping with guys and chirping, and you know mm -hmm. he has a little nastiness to his game, but he's definitely skilled and he can put the puck in the net. And um, I think that's going to be, for me, that's going to be fun to watch him kind of you know come into his own here. It almost looks like he's got a just a new lease on life. You know, Just the culture here around him, I think, is going to make him just that much better. But again, with that size, I mean, it's just going to be unbelievable to watch a kid that big skate that well and have that good a stick and and just have fun out there. That's the biggest thing. He's always smiling out there. So I'm excited to see what he does for us. All right, Robbie, who do you got? Might seem like an obvious one, but Andrew Strathman has been in the league two years. And, and to Jeff's point originally, for us, like games played are a lot more predictive of success than, than raw age. So Stratty, obviously, this past season is a 17-year-old, second-year guy. Made a tremendous impact, was a leader. We all know Stratty's a world-class player. But knowing him since he's been like a 14-year-old kid and seeing the progression of Stratty as a person and a player coming into this year 
coming back for a third year instead of going in as a true freshman to college. I think he has the opportunity to have a very, very, very special season for the league standards. Seeing him here and seeing him develop, he wore a letter last year, but like now really being someone who's leaned on. And again, like these guys have alluded to, the Shane Lachance leaving, a lot of guys are, are going to have to step up by committee in different leadership roles. And so with Stratty, I think I'm just excited to see what he does in season three, and I think he can really take another step, as crazy as that sounds, after the season he had last year. So uh, to finish this up, I just want to say, I mean, obviously, congratulations to you guys. Uh, it, it, you know, it's made known time and time again, uh, you know, what a team effort this is. I can't have any conversation with Jason Deskins. I can't have any conversation with Ryan Kosecki without you guys being brought up. You know, and it was it was very important to them. It was very important to us that we get you on here, uh, you know, give you guys a chance, you know, give fans a chance to hear from you guys, because, you know, we don't hear from the GMs much. We hear from you guys even less. So we want that definitely want to make sure, you know, we got you guys on here. Uh, I've, so first off, congratulations for, you know, adding Clark Cup champion to your resumes. Thank you. I mean, I oh, imagine that's, I'm, I don't know if you added it to the business cards already or <laughs> if you've updated those or. Uh, but congratulations, all three of you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Thank you, guys. All right, and there you have it. Uh, still trucking along with all these outros and intros here. But uh, yeah, definitely want to thank those three for coming on. Jeff was a fun one to talk to. He's He's got some uh, media experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, all three of them. Uh, I mean, I learned a bit. Yeah. Um, it's nice to just, you know, get a, another viewpoint, especially on, you know, some of the more uh, in the trench type of uh, uh, stuff there. And um, that was very informative. So yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to them again. Yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, Jeff was somebody I think I maybe had said hello to a couple of times. That was... Uh makes up uh, most of the interactions we've had up to this point. But uh, yeah, it was the first time meeting Tim Parko's first time meeting uh, Robbie Merton. Uh, so what better way than to drag him into a tiny room and uh, throw questions at him for 20 minutes? <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to thank him for uh, putting up uh, with <laughs> uh, getting drug into the uh, little office there. And, uh, uh, but I mean, great guys. Um, uh, again, looking forward to talking to them again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so, oh, Lord, where are we up to now? Okay, so <laughs> coming up, this is so long. Coming up in part six, um, a couple, again, a couple of new Phantoms. Towards the end of last season, uh, the Phantoms doing something they hadn't done in a while, which is not, uh, not only uh, tendering one player for this coming season, but ended up tendering two. Oh, here we go with the name again, and I screwed this up in the interview as well, but... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, so we'll be talking to uh, the Phantoms tenders, Sasha Bamidian and Zachary Moran. Little fun way to end that interview, too. Uh, you'll get to hear that in the next one, but a uh, little, little something fun we did, we had them do because we're ignorant Americans that only learn one language, and it's mind-blowing to us when we talk to someone who knows two languages. Yeah, and uh, interviewing them, two players who English isn't their first language, and uh, yeah, I... I I'm sure I could not do that. Yep, that will do it for part five. We will talk to you all in part six. Bye now.